look at just a few verses this morning in the book of First Corinthians, <clears throat> chapter 15. This is often referred to as the resurrection chapter. We'll read verses 19 through 23 and 25 and 26. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterward they that are Christ at his coming. And verses 25 and 26. For he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. A lot of wonderful things happen on that resurrection day over 2,000 years ago as Jesus came out of that tomb. We know that because he rose from the dead, he validated every claim that he ever made about himself. You know, in his earthly ministry, often the scribes and Pharisees and religious leaders would always challenge his divinity and challenge him to prove who he was in spite of the miracles and the things that he had done. And we know in Matthew chapter 12, we read where they challenged him once again, and he just told them this adulterous generation seeks a sign. There'll be no sign given save for the prophet Jonas, for as Jonas was three days and three nights in the belly of the well, so shall the Son of Man be three days in the heart of the earth. We know what happened. Jonah came out of that belly of the well three days later. Jesus stepped out of that tomb three days later, just as he promised he would do. We know the resurrection makes the payment for our sins complete. It tells us in verse 17, If Christ be not risen, your faith is vain, you are yet in your sins, but now is Christ risen from the dead. Thank the Lord for that. You know, the death without a resurrection would be like writing a check without insufficient funds. You'd be trying to purchase something from an empty account. Peter tells us in 1 Peter, it says, You weren't redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without spot or blemish. But we know it took more than just the blood of a perfect spotless sacrifice. That blood had to be shed by a risen Savior in order for it to do us any good. We know that it's that resurrection of Jesus Christ that gives Jesus' blood, the power, it's purchasing power for us. We're bought and redeemed by that precious blood of Jesus, our risen Savior. We also know the resurrection is proof that God accepted Christ's sacrifice for our sins. That check was cashed. That debt was paid in full when Jesus stepped out of that grave. We know that the resurrection removes the dread and the fear of death. It tells us in that same chapter, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The day Jesus rose from the dead and stepped out of the tomb was the day death died. The sting of death is sin. The wages of sin is death. But we know there's one thing 
that can break that power and that grip of sin in every human heart and every, in every life. And it's the blood of our risen Savior, Jesus Christ. It says, The sting of death is sin, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We know when a person is saved and born again, that sting of sin and that curse of death or that uh, fear of death is removed. No longer is death something that's to be feared or dreaded for a child of God. Every Christian who's gone on before us, those who died in years past, realize that death is just the doorway from passing out of this life and into the presence of the Lord And it's an amazing thing when you witness that resurrection power in the life of somebody's uh, life. I've had the privilege of visiting many older saints, sometimes just a few hours before they've passed away, sometimes as they passed away. And being in that room with them, there was, you could just feel the presence of the Lord there. There was no fear. There was no dread. There was no, uh, fear of the unknown. They actually seem to look forward to just in a short time being with the Lord. I remember one older sister, she was, her health was failing and she was getting close to the end there. And I remember one afternoon uh, being with her in the living room and uh, we prayed for being on some of the other ministers. And as we were done praying for her, she thanked us, but she said, I really hope you didn't ask the Lord to heal me. I don't want to get better. She said, I want to go and be with the Lord. That's the hope and power of the resurrection. There's no fear of death for those who have experienced that resurrection power in their own lives. You know, the Word of God tells us that one day we are going to receive glorified bodies. These old bodies we're in now, these aren't meant to be permanent dwelling places. It's just a shell. And these bodies that often succumb to pain and sometimes disease and decay, it's just a temporary housing for our eternal soul. And of course, we know the Word of God tells us when a child of God uh, dies immediately, the Spirit of the Lord goes, or the, the Spirit of that person goes to be with the Lord. It tells us to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So we know the Spirit of of a child of God is in the Lord's presence, but we know there's coming a day on that resurrection day when those old bodies that have been laid into the ground are going to be raised up and rejoined with those souls. They're going to be glorified bodies, no aches or pains, no suffering. I noticed Dr. Paul is here this morning. He's a chiropractor. Well, we won't need Brother Dr. Paul's services anymore on resurrection day. We're going to get glorified bodies. That's a wonderful hope for every Christian. You know, there was a man in England who seemed to understand this. His inscription on his tombstone said this. His name was Solomon Pease. He said, Here lies the body of Solomon Pease beneath this sod and beneath these trees. Pease isn't here. It's only his pod. Pease shelled out and went home to God. It's a pretty good way of explaining it. Our souls leave these bodies, but one day on resurrection day, we're going to get brand new bodies. We can read that promise. It says, behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. 
It also tells us in Thessalonians, it says that the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we which are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet them in the air and forever to be with the Lord. It says, comfort one another with these words. Do those words bring comfort to your heart this morning? You know, you can experience the power of the resurrection in your life today. Jesus Christ wants to come in and transform your life. If you've never been born again, you're still dead in your sins. But the good news is you can expect, you can experience the Lord's resurrection power this morning. If you'll humble yourself, invite the Lord in. It says that when we're saved, we become new creatures in Christ Jesus. It's a new birth and you can experience that today. It says, in this, in, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead. You know, in closing, I'd like to share the words of a very well-known song we actually sing, and it's part of our congregational singing. But it's the song, Because He Lives. But before I read the words, I'll share a little history behind this song. This song was actually written by Gloria Gaither. It was produced in 1971. And she shared about how this song came about. It was written during a very um, treacherous or a very, a very traumatic time in her life. Her husband, Bill, had been recovering from a, an illness, and they were about ready to welcome their third child into the world. And she said she just felt overwhelmed and afraid about the kind of world they were going to bring, be bringing this child into. She described some of the conditions during that time. She said that the schools were being infiltrated with godless ideas and atheism. She said that racial tensions were increasing. Drug abuse was running rampant. Political unrest was at an all-time high. Sound familiar? Yeah. Well, that's the time when she was thinking about these things, and it said it filled her with dread. And then she said, one, one, on one New Year's Eve, she said as she was sitting in her living room, again, just being fearful and being filled with fear, she said all of a sudden, suddenly and almost unexpectedly, she said she was just filled with a gentle, calming peace. And the Lord just spoke to her and said, the future's okay. If you can just trust me with the future. And she reminded him, she served a risen Savior, and that gave her hope. And as a result, so short time later, as her child was born, she reflected back to that experience she had with the Lord, and it inspired her to write this song. And I'll just read the words here again. It says, God sent His Son. They called Him Jesus. He came to love, heal, and forgive. He lived and died to buy my pardon an empty grave is there to prove my Savior lives. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future. And life is worth the living just because he lives. How sweet to hold a newborn baby and feel the pride and joy he gives, but greater still the calm assurance. This child can face uncertain days because he lives. And the last verse to that song, it says, And then one day I'll cross the river, I'll fight life's final war with pain, 
And then as death gives way to victory, I'll see the lights of glory and I'll know he lives. Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he lives. Do you have that hope in your heart this morning? Can you say with confidence, my Savior lives within my heart? If you don't know for sure, you can have that question answered this morning. The Lord can dispel all those fears, all of those concerns, and you can trust the Lord for the well-keeping of your soul, and God will give you the hope of eternal life someday very soon, I believe, of seeing our risen Savior. And I'll just close with one more promise. Romans 8, verse 11 says, But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. One day when the Lord returns, we can be caught up in the air to be with Him and be with the saints of God. That can be a hope in your heart this morning. And the Lord can break every chain, whatever it may be, Whatever has you bound this morning, you can pass from death into life. We serve a risen Savior that offers salvation is available even today as we consider this song. We'll sing this last song as we close. 358, these altars are open for prayer. Let's come and worship our risen Savior today.